listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's the 13th of October. Welcome to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. And if you don't know, Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we get into it, here's the disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day Alice. Hey Jose, how's it going today? It's a good day, it's a good day. I'm energised and I'm ready for anything. That's great. (laughs) I really am. (laughs) Like It's just been go, go, go and I've enjoyed every minute of it. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I won't stop. With the momentum there, then I guess you'll be excited no, about about the news that I've got for you today. Please, please, let's. What have you got? All right. So first up, I have an announcement from Vital Healthcare Property Trust. Ah, so I, I, I don't think we've talked about them before. What do they do? So Vital Healthcare Property Trust. Um, I'm just going to refer to them as Vital Healthcare because please. it's quite a mouthful. Um, so they are a, like an investment trust that you can invest in. Um, so you own units in the trust, like how you would own shares in a company or units in an exchange traded fund. Mm. Um, and you get called a unit holder instead of being a shareholder. So Vital Healthcare is listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange and their main purpose, they say, is to invest in high quality health sector related properties. Cool. Thank you so much for that overview. So what was the news today? Uh, Vital Healthcare announced today their plans uh, for an acquisition and also to raise some capital to do this. Uh, Cool. So let's focus on the acquisition first. What's that about? Yeah, so Vital Healthcare said that they've acquired uh, a property called the Tennyson Centre. This is a care facility based in Adelaide over in Australia uh, that they've described as being one of um, Adelaide's cancer centres of excellence. Now, this would be uh, Vital Healthcare's third significant Uh, property investment over there and uh, they've said that the investment is expected to provide growth for Vital's unit holders and that the company will also look to expand the centre on development land that they uh, acquire as part of the transaction. Okay and how much is Vital paying for the centre? Um, They said around 93 million Australian dollars. And you said that they are doing a capital raise to pay for all that right? They are. So as part of the announcement today, Vital Healthcare said that they also want to raise up to 140 million US, uh, 140 million New Zealand dollars. I almost said US dollars here, but New Zealand dollars. Good save. Uh, now, this will be done in two parts. So firstly, Vital Healthcare has been aiming to raise about $115 million today uh, through a share placement. Now, on top of that, they also want to raise around uh, another $25 million next week through a unit purchase plan. Now, just like a share purchase plan, a unit purchase plan um, is when Vital Healthcare will look to raise capital from eligible existing investors. All right, but Alice, is it $140 million more than enough to cover the cost of the, the Tennyson Centre? Yeah, that's good spotting. You're right. Uh, so Vital Healthcare said that uh, if they raise this money, it will provide them with not only the funds to cover the costs of the acquisition, but it will also give them some funds to have on hand um, or funding capacity, as they called it, to support their acquisition and development pipeline. Mm, thanks very much, Alice. 
Okay, over to you, Jose. It looks like you're becoming Recap's Rocket Lab correspondent. I know, and the ironic thing is that uh, I, I'm absolutely terrified of space. You wouldn't get me up there there for anything. Like Bezos could come over and offer me like a ride, and I'd be not. Nah, no thanks, Bezos. <laughs> yeah, I, on, of, Bezos. I can relate to that. I find space like a very fascinating thing, but also, um, I, I think I've actually said before, but like after watching Interstellar, I was like, I don't think. <laughs> You could ever send me up into space. Yes, movies have ruined the space for me. I'm just expect my eyes to but get sucked out of a of an airlock and I don't know, an alien to eat me or something like that. Like I, I, just, okay. I just can't handle it. Um, well, we'll leave the space travel to the billionaires then. Yeah, definitely. They 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 can go for it. Go for broke guys. But uh, yesterday we looked at the news that Rocket Lab was starting up launching missions again after a hiatus due to the uh, various COVID lockdowns. And then when you know why we're all sleeping in New Zealand, over in the States, a company announced a brand new acquisition. Great. Okay. So what have, what have they bought? Okay. So Rocket Lab announced it had completed the acquisition of an aerospace engineering firm called Advanced Solutions Inc. or ASI. Uh, they made the purchase for $40 million American dollars, but the deal also includes the potential for an additional $5.5 million uh, payout based uh, on performance for 2021. Alrighty, so can you tell me a little bit more about Advanced Solutions? Uh, gladly. So it's a Colorado-based company. It was started in 1995. And their mission statement is that they want to develop technology that makes it faster to build a spacecraft and get them into space quicker. So they developed flight software, specifically the ASI Max flight suite. And that is basically off-the-shelf products you can use to run a whole bunch of different missions and craft. It includes uh, software that runs guidance, navigation, and control. And, of course, it's uh, you know it's much easier and uh, potentially a lot more attractive for some operators to buy something to run their spaceship rather than just building a, you know, a rocket OS, if you like, from scratch. They also make simulation software, which will uh, make a computer model of a complete space mission, which, as you can imagine, is probably something quite handy to have if you're planning to send something into orbit. Yeah, so that's really interesting. Um, did Rocket Lab say why they bought ASI? Yeah, so Rocket Lab has kind of made its name through its hardware, so its you know its launch capabilities and technology, and also its spacecraft innovations. So what they're doing here is they're buying into the other end of the equation, which is the software part of things. Peter Beck said that the acquisition will enhance their space uh, systems portfolio and deliver enhanced indeed solutions. So effectively, they'll be um, well. What they're trying to do is be a sort of a one-stop shop for space. Uh, but it also means that Rocket Lab can now set up shop and grow its team in Colorado, which is home, uh, and I did not uh, realise this, it's home to quite a lot of uh, space companies, both public and private. Okay, finally to wrap us up today, I have some news from General Motors. I don't know about you, Jose, but I feel like we always are talking about electric vehicles. <laughs> it does seem to crop up quite a lot. I mean, there's like, like lots of investment being made, as we might talk about uh, in just a minute. But the, the, the sector's popping, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wants electric it's, car. Uh, yeah, it's definitely making um, a lot of news stories that's um, sure. lately, that's for sure. Yeah. So what is news? Uh, today's news about then? 
Well, yeah, as I mentioned, this is related to General Motors, the car manufacturer. Now, they're behind some of the big car names like Chevrolet and Cadillac. Uh, and they've also been making in, uh, investments into electric vehicles. So back in June, the company said that they're going to be making $35 billion worth of investment into electric vehicles by 2025. Uh, but uh, the electric vehicle journey hasn't been all smooth sailing for them. Ah, how so? Well, earlier in the year, General Motors had to recall their Chevrolet Bolt model electric vehicle after a series of them caught fire. Now, this was mostly um, in part cars rather than people actually driving cars. But it, the recall relates to about 143,000 Bolt vehicles, uh, which represents most of the vehicles um, that have sold since the car debuted in 2016. Right. That does not sound like a cheap exercise. No, uh, the cost of the recall has been estimated to be about $2 billion US dollars. Now, that amounts to about $14,000 per vehicle, which, according to CNN, makes it one of the most expensive uh, vehicle recalls ever. Now, this is due to the lithium batteries needing to be replaced, uh, which makes up a fair chunk of the cost of an electric vehicle. So what's the latest on this today? Well, as a bit of a saving grace for General Motors, their battery supplier, LG, has agreed to give them $1.9 billion to help cover the cost of the recall. Uh, so that, as I mentioned before, the, the cost of the recall is estimated to be about $2 billion. So that mm. covers most of that. Uh, so General Motors, quite understandably, said that they were pleased to reach this agreement and that LG is a valued and respected supplier to General Motors. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I bet they did. Thank you, Alice. And thanks to you out there uh, so much for listening. That was Recap for the 13th of October. It certainly was. Please consider giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find Recap. But we'll be back tomorrow. Mā te wā. Ka kite anō. See you then.